We are here to make you money. How do you say that? How do you know that? Five simple words, Mr. Michael. Back up the Brinks truck. Who you betting on? Always on black, fast stats in the pocket, whole squad, fast tags. Send the bookie, tell him bring it from the bag. Know we coming for the bag. To the G, West Coast gang. Who you betting on? Always on black, fast stats in the pocket, whole squad, fast tag. Send the bookie, tell him bring it from the bag. Know we coming for the bag. Sets up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field for Smith. Oh, he got it! Smith! Touchdown, 85 yards! Dub C to the G, West Coast gamblers. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm with Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crooks, and Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, and you just heard the debut of our new intro song made for us lovingly, graciously, gloriously by the Trevor Penn. We will have his info in our show's bio, on our show's information page. If you want to get your own song, your own beat, your own whatever, look up Trevor Penn. He did great work for us. And that's going to be our song, our intro, our breaker segment, our outro. We have Gus Johnson. We have Al Michaels. We have John Madden. We have Kevin Harlan. We have Mall Boys. And we are here on this very glorious Selection Sunday as a Proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. So many announcements, so many changes, so many things happening in the world of the West Coast Gamblers, and I could not be more excited, more proud, and more humbled to be here today with you three idiots to go through the bracket reveal. We have all the 68 teams, we have all their matchups, we have everything that's going on, and the three of us are going to give out our way-too-early bracket. It's time, Dangles. It is March Madness. Are you excited? The Cuse is in the tournament, my friend. Let's dive into it. By the Skin of our teeth on a wing and a prayer. Somehow Syracuse manages against all odds to get into the tournament. I wasn't feeling good going into today about Syracuse's chances of getting in. Losing on the butter be- buzzer beater to Virginia, who ended up getting bounced from the tournament because of COVID. What a crazy year it's been. I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to this Syracuse matchup. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm, I'm. I got a lot riding on them in this tournament. If my uh, way too early bracket has anything to say about it, but look. Way too early bracket. We've been there before. We can do it again. We've had the odds against us before. I love the squad. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be rolling with them through some rounds. I don't want to give away how far I have them going, but I'm just gonna say I'm gonna be rolling with them through some rounds. I'm excited to see my orange compete in the tournament this year. Now, Drew, Schaefer the Sharps' favorite team, are the one seed, a Michigan team that got ousted early in their conference tournament, but they're coming back with a vengeance in the tournament that matters. You have to be excited, my friend. You were wearing the Michigan blue ever since I've met you. Also, you want to be steadfast here today. We are recording this mere hours after the brackets have been revealed. So odds, lines, over-unders, futures, we're going to save those for our Wednesday show because we got some research to do. Today is all about picking teams and having fun and enjoying a few brews with your friends. But what do you feel about Michigan getting the one seed in a very difficult side of the bracket? Guys, great to be here. Uh, Listen, man, Jawan Howard, love him, love him, love him. 20-4, and amazing regular season. Uh, Got some injuries late in the year. Got a tough, tough loss to the arch rival that I do not name on Saturday. (laughs) And obviously, one of our best players, our four-year captain, Isaiah Livers, um, questionable for the tournament. We hope he can get back in the in the Sweet 16 round. That is a huge, huge difference. It's a big difference within the team. However, we're one seed since 19, the first time since 1993 Woo! when the Fab Five were sophomores. And Juwan Howard, GM and Juwan was the senior, led him to the national title. I don't really remember what happened after that, but I'm <laughs> pumped that we're the one seed. Let's go, baby. It's March. All right, now before we break into our brackets, all three of us are going to give out our bracket reveal. We're going to go region by region, break it down for you, tell you who we think is going to make it to the final four, mostly try to help you make you money, okay? We are going to give out our picks next week on Wednesday or on Thursday, depending on when we record. We're going to get the lines down and give you our best bets for the first and second rounds. This is all about fun. This is all about trying to do the best to win your bracket challenge, but shape of the sharp. Before we dive into it, before we make our picks, there are some rules that you have to follow 
if you're going to make a bracket to try and win your bracket challenge. Everyone does it. Over 47 million people are going to place a bet on the NCAA tournament. That is an actual fact from an actual article on Espen.com. So people are trying to make their best bet. They're trying to make some money. Schaefer the Sharp, do you have any pointers before we dive into the brackets on how we can best avoid easy mistakes? Absolutely, Tony. I am Schaefer the Sharp. This is Schaefer the Sharp Gambling School. Sometimes my analysis is as sharp as a dull butter knife. However, I have won many a bracket challenges in my day dating back uh, to when I was about 10 years old. So I know a thing or two about making brackets. And one of our things here at West Coast Gamblers, we are trying to entertain our audience. We want you to make money. We want you to win your office pools. We want you to know more than your neighbor or your spouse or (laughs) your buddies. So here we go. So some some shave of the sharp bracket pointers. Number one, uh, take your one and two seeds and just put them through the first round. You're not impressing anybody by taking a 16 or 15 seed. Look at we all know UMBC beat Virginia that one time. Needle in a haystack. Good for them. Uh, the in, in this in the six twenty last twenty four games. The two versus 15 seed, 23 and one to the two seed. The only time when the Michigan State Sparties got <laughs> beat, and I was in Vegas, and that was marvelous. However, you're not impressing anybody. Just put the one and two seeds in there. Don't don't think about it. Don't waste your time. And if we're really being honest, the three seeds have won 85 percent of the of the games versus the 14 seeds. So in my opinion, you put one through three automatically in the second round. Don't think about it. First tip. Second tip. You have to. By statistics, you have to put a 12 seed through. You just have to do it. The 5 through 12 seed is one of the biggest matchups. And did you know, Tony Squares and Dangles, three out of the last seven years, the 12 seeds have won three out of the four first-round matchups. That blew my mind. So Not if, you're looking for that, yeah, if, if you're looking for that first, that first matchup that you're thinking about, I mean, obviously the four, four, 4 versus 13, but that 5 through 12, really key on that 5 through 12. Also... How about this? The 11 seeds, the last 10 years, would you bet, would you bet the last 10 tournaments, they have a winning record in the first round versus six seeds. Eight out of the last 10 years, an 11 seed has been in the Sweet 16. So put a double-digit team through in the Sweet 16. You got to do it. It's, it's statistically the right play. Yep. Now, if you're thinking about taking the chalk, which this year we've all know, you know, 26-0 Gonzaga. Can they be the first team since 1976 or 1981 to go undefeated? Sure. Not so fast. <laughs> the last six years, the number one overall seed has failed to reach the Final Four. Wow. Failed to reach the Final Four. Not, not win the national championship. Failed to reach the Final Four. Yeah. And finally, this is my last Schaefer the Sharp tip. For the love of God, for the love of God, please have one sheet. Okay? Yep. I am the I am the master at messing up hedges. I did it all the time during the NFL season. It's terrible. If you're rooting for multiple multiple things to happen in March Madness, what are you doing? Like you have what multiple you entries in a bracket challenge. Correct. Yeah. If, if you enter if you enter five different sheets with five different outcomes and five different national championships, what are you doing? You're costing yourself equity. Don't do it. It this is once a year. It's one of the greatest college basketball tournaments. Or sorry, it's one of the greatest sporting events yes. in my opinion. Of the whole calendar year, yes. I don't care if it's a bubble and whatever. I don't care. This is March Madness, baby. We are here to make you money. Have a sheet of integrity. Let's not get multiple injuries. And this is the longest I personally have ever had to wait for a March Madness tournament because we missed it last year. Two years in the making, and it's time to dive into the brackets right after this. The new segment breaker from our man, Trevor Penn. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Okay, ladies and gents, the time is nigh. The three bracketeers are going to debut their first ever way-too-early bracket reveal. It's the first time we've ever done a bracket show in the West Coast Gambler's history, and I'm very excited about it. Dangles has a bracket. I have a bracket. Schaefer the Sharp has a bracket. We're all going to give you our winners all the way to the end. And again, if you're looking for lines, if you're looking for overs, if you're looking for real analysis, all those futures and all those bets are coming on our next week's show, either Wednesday or Thursday, right before the March Madness tip-off, because we got some research to do. This, again, is the crack a beer open with your friends and tell them why Michigan is not going to make the Elite Eight. But let's start off in the West region with the number one overall seed, Gonzaga. Now, let me just let me just read down 
what the matchups are, and then we're going to go to Dangles for his bracket reveal. But obviously, Gonzaga is the number one seed. They're 26-0. They average 92 points per game. Best team in the nation. They have a top five NBA prospect in Jalen Suggs. I'm talking a lot about Gonzaga because they deserve it. Because for the first time since 1976, both Duke and Kentucky are not in the March Madness tournament. It's also the first time that a team enters undefeated and could potentially win it all. 26-0 Gonzaga goes up against the winner of the first four matchup between Norfolk State of the MIAC and Appalachian State of the Sun Belt. They don't matter. The 8-9 matchup is the Oklahoma Sooners from the Big 12. Lon Kruger becomes the second coach ever to take five different teams to the NCAA tourney. Mizzou is the 9 seed out of the SEC. They're 3-6 and six in their last nine games. Creighton and the idiot Greg McDermott. We're canceling Pepe Le Pew out there, but Greg McDermott still has a job. He re- he leads the five-seed Creighton Blue Jays. They go up against the UC Santa Barbara Gauchos of the Big West, who is the 12-seed. Virginia Cavaliers are the four-seed. They won the ACC regular season, had to vacate the tournament due to COVID. They face the 13-seed from the MAC, the Ohio Bobcats, where all five starters in Ohio average double figures. The six-seed USC has Tony Cavallo's pick for the best NBA prospect in the, in the NCAA tournament, Evan Mobley coming from USC. They're the sixth seed. They play the winner of Wichita State and Drake. Uh, Wichita State's the AAC regular season champ. Drake is the MVC. They were 19-1 before their leading scorer got injured. Still undetermined whether he's going to come back for Drake for that first four matchup. The three-seed Kansas in the Big 12, they had to leave their tournament as well due to COVID. Eastern Washington is who they face for the 14th seed out of the Big Sky. The 7th seed, Oregon, out of the Pac-12, they're the regular season champ. They face the 10th seed, VCU, from the A-10, who turns over their opponent over 25% of the time. And finally, the 2 seed, Iowa, with Luca Garza, the leader for the Wooden Award winner for the best player in college basketball. He's the two seed, and he faces Grand Canyon University, the most fun team, home atmosphere in all of college basketball, out of the whack. Dangles. Let's break down the West Division. First off, first round, very easy questions. Do you have any numerical upsets in the first round? In the first round, I've actually got two. I've picked this region, this region, where we're going to see the 13-12 matchup in the second round, in the round of 32. I think this is ripe for it. As you mentioned, uh, uh, Tony, Ohio, all five starters, very, very good. UCSB is red hot right now, about as hot as any team in the country. I love both of these teams to go ahead. UCSB against the Creighton Blue Jays out of of Omaha, Nebraska. By the way, I'm about to flex my uh, geographical knowledge knowledge here boys i know you love the trips when we do uh when we do uh everything you know on the uh but i'll tell you what from from playing years and years of ncaa basketball video games i have what is now an encyclopedic uh bar (laughs) trick type knowledge not only of where all of these schools are located but also what their mascots are so I'm going, oh, yeah. bringing, I'm going to be bringing it to you because some of these are, are some obscure-ass schools with some obscure-ass mascots, but I'm ready for it. I'm excited for it because there's nothing better than booting up NCAA 2007 and taking the Grand Canyon University fucking antelopes to the national Hell championship yeah. and building a dynasty out of them. I love it. I'm so ready for it. So UCSB, the Gauchos, obviously, in Santa Barbara. Uh, and uh, Ohio, Ohio. I've also got VCU beating Oregon, so that's a ten seed. The gotcha. Rams in Richmond over the Oregon Ducks. Uh, All right, so second round to Oregon State. So second round, uh, I've got uh, I've got Gonzaga beating Missouri. I've got uh, the Gauchos of Santa Barbara over Ohio. I've got Kansas over USC, and I have Iowa over VCU. Uh, and then uh, 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 hold got, on, Dangles. You said what? Gonzaga over Mizzou, meaning you have Mizzou beating Oklahoma. That is Correct. a numerical upset. That's true. I guess I forgot that. I'm sorry. I'm. Ah, leaving, we're I'm just getting it clear. This, this is the first time we're going no, through it, Dangles. This is we'll a new, get it. This is a new show. We'll get this down. It's a new. It's a new format. All right. So Zaga versus the Gauchos. Zaga versus the Gauchos. Obviously, I've, I, I think I've got Gonzaga in that. I, I really, I think this is the year to bet on that team if you're going to bet on that team. They've obviously made a national championship before, and you're going to hear the argument, of course, that they don't play in a, you know, in a in a, in a Power Five conference. But this team has has done a lot. Uh, they've beaten uh, several of the top ten teams. They've beaten Kansas. They've beaten Virginia. They've beaten Iowa. They've beaten a lot of very, very good teams this year. I'm excited about this Gonzaga team. So I've got them over the Gauchos in the Sweet 16 into the Elite Eight. And then I've got Iowa beating Kansas in the Sweet 16 into the Elite All right. Eight. 
Okay, then, so the 1v2 matchup. Who wins the West? I've got Gonzaga heading into the Final Four. Uh, Mark Few and this team, like I said, very, very hot. They've got as good of an offense, I think, as I've ever seen out of this Gonzaga squad. And I'm very excited to see what they can do. So Gonzaga is my West Reason champion. All right, I'm going to give you my bracket right now. And my bracket hinges on one thing. I know Drew does not care who plays in the first four matchups, but Tony Cavallo does. Because if Drake wins against Wichita State, I have Drake beating USC. If Wichita State wins, I think USC pulls it off because I watched a lot of USC over the past few days. And while Mobley might be the best NBA prospect in this whole tournament, this team does not play as a team. In fact, they're 16-0 and when they have three players on USC scoring double-digit points. But all of those losses come when they don't share the ball, they don't play well, and Drake has enough offense to beat up Mobley and the rest of that team. The other uh, numerical upsets I have, I also have UCSB beaten Creighton because I hate Greg McDermott. Drake, I have beaten USC, and that's it for my first round when it comes to numerical upsets. For the elite, uh, Sweet 16, I have Gonzaga beaten Oklahoma. I have Virginia beaten UCSB. I have KU beaten Drake, and I have Iowa beaten Oregon. Very chalky. I have KU beating Iowa, though, different than Dangles, and I have Zaga moving on to the Elite Eight, and I really like Kansas. I really like Bill Self. I really like all their players. A lot of clouds over their heads when it comes to uh, COVID and what's going on, but they are getting players back. They were one of the hottest teams entering conference tournament life. They are getting their center back, hopefully from COVID as well. I have KU cutting down the nets and beating Gonzaga, ending the perfect season for the Zags. KU is my final four team from this bracket. Shea for the Sharp, your turn to break down the West. Any numerical upsets in the first round? Me and Dangles didn't even compare notes, and I can't accuse him of cheating, but I also have the uh, 12-13 UCSB versus Ohio Bobcats in that uh, second round, and that is my only uh, numerical upset of the first round. Moving on, I'm going to have Zaga uh, move through the Sweet 16, and I do like UCSB to the Sweet 16. They are uh, red hot. And uh, like so the way they all play three of us like UCSB here. That's a 12-5 that we all picked. That is true. And um, that the is stats back it up. It happens too frequently than not. And I think you just looking at some of I mean, we'll get to some of these other ones. Uh, but I, I think if you look at it, I mean, this is as good a conference or good a region as any to pick that 12-5 yeah. upset. And, and, and curious to line, sometimes we get a 12 seed that's actually basically like a pick em or even a small favorite against the five. So curious to see that line. I imagine it'll be uh, less than three. Um Unlike you, Tony, I do not like Kansas at all. Um, yeah, I think the co- I think the COVID stuff. Uh, listen, you know, going to this tournament, everyone's gonna be pretty flexible with this stuff. We just don't know. This is unprecedented territory. Yep. So if someone you know gets tested positive, but Bill stuff has already said he's bringing a team to Indianapolis that's smaller. And also, I'm looking to probably fade some Big Twelve teams here in in the tournament. Not a huge fan of that conference. I think they kind of beat up on each other. But I think besides Baylor, I think the second tier is not. Mm. Uh, as quality as it has been in the past. So I do have uh, a team that you potentially have losing in the first round. I have UC, I have USC, yep. University of Southern California, led by Mobley, to beat Kansas to advance to the Sweet 16. And then, I believe it or not, I have a Pac-12 matchup because I do not like Iowa. Wow. I do not like Luca Garza. Wow, that's, I think that's some playing- Michigan blinders on right there. Well, Oregon was playing great until they got beat by by an in-state rival, the Oregon State Beavers. They were playing some great basketball. They play great basketball come March. I like Oregon, USC in the Sweet 16. So you, you have and a full West Coast uh, Elite Eight over here, a Sweet 16, I, I'm going, a full West I'm Coast. Going full, I'm going full West in the West bracket. That was that was intentional. Gotcha. Obviously, UCSB, uh, does the slipper still fit against Zaga? No. It does not. Uh, Elite Eight, here we come, Zags. And I have, uh, again, a team that potentially could lose in the first round. I have the Oregon Ducks in the Elite Eight wow. uh, to play Gonzaga. Um, I liked Oregon the last couple weeks. I know they played terrible against Oregon State, but I, I, I like their coach. I like their team. And then, unfortunately, I looked every I looked every opportunity to not take Zaga out of the West. Couldn't do it. Zaga's in the Final Four out of my West. I mean, Oregon just seemingly got healthy. They had a six-game win streak before they lost to Oregon State, so they were hitting the right stride of their, of their season right before that loss in the conference tournament. They are the Pac-12 regular season champs. They could definitely make a run. I don't see them beating Iowa. And as for my KU pick, as you two both took Zaga to make the Final Four, I took KU. This is the way too early bracket. If stuff 
comes out during the week that Kansas is not going to have their full roster or even close to their full roster entering this tournament, I will be changing my picks. But this is right now. We had a beer. We had selection Sunday. Jim Nance told me what was going on. I'm ready to go. Let's move on now. The bracket right below it. Let's hit up Michigan. And right after this break, we're going to be doing the Midwest. They're in the Midwest, right? No, the South. East. East. The East. Let's do the East. West Coast Gamblers. Okay, Trevor, thank you for the segment breaker, and hold on, let's... Okay, let's head on into the East with a new beer. Dangles, we're going to you first as well, because this is Michigan's bracket. We're going to save Shea for the Sharp to the very end. Michigan is the one seed in the East. They're 12th in the nation in three-point percentage. Hunter Dickinson, the freshman, they are 112 points per 100 possessions when he's on the floor for Michigan and is on the floor. They face the winner of Mount St. Mary's out of the Northeast Association and Texas Southern out of the SWAC. Those two teams don't matter. Michigan's going to win. The eight-seed LSU just had a hell of a run in the SEC tournament. They're led by Cam Thomas, who is an NBA prospect. And Trendon Watford scored over 30 points in the SEC championship game. LSU has players. They're playing the number nine seed, St. Bonaventure Bonnies, who won the A-10 tournament based on their defense. The five seed, Colorado, won the Pac-12 with an efficient offense and McKinley right at their point. The Big East tournament to steal a bit out there. Good for Georgetown there, the 12 seed. The four seed is the ACC, Florida State. I love this team. They're very even. They have a six-man, Scotty Barnes, who is an NBA prospect, coming off the bench for that team. They play the 13 seed, UNC Greensboro out of Southern. Sixth seed is BYU. They almost beat Zaga. That's the best thing I could find on them. The the uh, 11 seed is going to be the winner between Michigan State out of the Big Ten, who beat Illinois, Ohio State, and Michigan, yet is still in the first four matchup against UCLA with Mick Cronin and a whole ton of injuries, ended the Pac-12 in a four-game losing streak. The three seed is Texas, who is the Big 12 title under Shaka Smart and our good friend Matthew Coleman. They face the number 14, Albaline Christian, out of Southland. I have, I have stuff to say about Albaline. I'll save that for when I go through my bracket. The number seven seed is UConn out of the Big East and Danny Hurley. They also have an injury guy. He's going to be an NBA prospect, but you have to pay attention whether he's going to come back. They face the 10 seed uh, Maryland out of the Big Ten, who is very undersized and slow, but they are a very strong and tough beat. The two seed, SEC, Alabama. I love this Alabama team. I love how many players they have, and they have a guy named Herb Jones who is a quiet killer. Reminds me a lot of uh, Jeremy Grant for Syracuse. And number 15, welcome back Rick Patino. Rick fucking Patino becomes the third coach ever to leave five teams, five different teams to the NCAA tourney. Iona, the MAAC, is playing Alabama in the 215 matchup. Dangles. Real quick, Tony, sorry. Uh-oh. Sorry, I just want to tell our new listeners of the West Coast Gamblers, Schaefer the Sharp did in fact predict that pre pre 2021 that Rick Pitino would be in the NCAA tournament and Kentucky and Louisville would not. I did predict that. Listen, it, I didn't. If they, I did not, I'm just kidding. It's a joke. It's a joke. If there's a man I want in this bubble to be my coach, like this is a bubble. I'm shut off from my family. I'm shut off from the world. I can't go order Postmates. I have to be in there in a hotel with my team and my coaches and my trainers. There's no other man I'd want as my head coach other than Rick Pitino. Because if anybody in this bubble is going to figure out how to sneak in hookers and blow, it's Rick fucking Patino. And we're going to have a blast. Iona's not going to win a game, but they're going to have a weekend they remember for the rest of their lives. And that's thanks to Rick Patino, who has a great there hair dye job, by the way. He's like 87 yeah. years old, and that hair is still jet black. I love Rick Patino. Dangles, opening round numerical upsets in the East. What do you got? All right. Uh, well, uh, no surprise here. I have Michigan moving on, so let's not talk about that. I do have St. Bonaventure, the ninth seed, upsetting LSU. The eighth seed. I like the St. Bonnie's team. I think this is a good a good spot. LSU stinks in the NCAA tournament. They never win. <laughs> they absolutely never win. I'm not picking them. It's not a basketball school. I have two uncles who went to LSU. They suck at basketball. I'm not. I'm not picking them. I don't care. I love St. Bonaventure uh, out of Allegheny, New York. The Bonnies, baby. Uh, I'm picking Colorado to beat George Count Georgetown because I I hope Georgetown uh, loses by a million. Uh, and that's the that's the, actually the last numerical upset I have for this particular bracket i've got is st bonnie's otherwise it's chalk otherwise i went chalk the entire way chalk the entire way okay so then that means you have uh michigan versus st bonaventure in the second round is st bonnie's gonna pull off the upset 
<laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Michigan moves on uh, to the Sweet 16, as does Florida State over Colorado. Uh, I've got uh, BYU actually going on over oh, Texas. Wow. I like this little BYU team. I like this little BYU team. They uh, they've they've played they have played Gonzaga. They almost beat them. They played them well. Uh, I, I'm just picking this upset right here. Texas has not been great in the NCAA tournament over the last few years, and I do love me some Shaka Smart, but I don't think they okay, win. Okay, Dangle. So I've got BYU. Mo- I've got BYU moving on. Um, I'm taking UConn, or I'm sorry, I'm taking uh, Alabama, obviously, to to go over UConn. Uh, as good he as says, he UConn says is. LSU isn't um, a basketball school, and then he picks Bama to make the Sweet 16. Dangles, Michigan versus Florida State. Who you got? I've got Florida State Whoa! in this one, actually. Michigan's getting toppled in the Sweet 16. I know I, I bet on Florida State for the NCAA t- or for the uh, ACC tournament. That didn't turn out in my favor. I do still think this Florida State team is feisty. Leonard Hamilton's got a great squad. I'm picking them to move on, actually, uh, 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 against Michigan there. And then I've got uh, Bama beating Brigham Young to head into So you got the- Alabama versus is Florida State and NCAA football championship years old. Who do you have making the final four? I've got the Knowles. I've got the Knowles going in as the four seed Florida State into the final four to take good on for Gonzaga, Leonard Hamilton. Uh in that in that I know, yeah, good for Leonard Leonard Hamilton. I'm 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 hopeful for this team. They 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 score a lot. They're very good. They can beat you in a lot of ways. Um they're big uh, and they can play defense against you. I, I like this team a lot. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna pick them. They're eighth the in the whole entire NCAA in three point shooting percentage. As I said, Scotty Barnes is a legit NBA prospect coming off of their bench. They're long. They're strong. I love Florida State two dangles. I don't think Drew's gonna agree with that pick, but you gotta you gotta plant your flag somewhere, and you're going with the ACC team. I like it. As for Tony Cavallo's side of the East bracket, I have only one numerical upset, and again. This factors into the first four matchup between Michigan State and UCLA. I have a lot more faith that Michigan State is going to beat UCLA than I have Drake has beaten Wichita State, but Michigan State's going to beat BYU. I'm sorry, Dangles. I saw BYU play. They're just not good. They're not. I, Michigan State is a subpar Power 5 team, and that's still better than what BYU has to offer, but that's my only numerical upset so far in the East. In the second round, Michigan has beaten LSU, who I like a lot. I think this is actually a tough game for Michigan, and I think Michigan got the toughest draw out of all the one seeds because LSU is a legit team, and they got to play them in the second round, but I have Michigan winning. I have Florida State beating Colorado. I have Texas beating Michigan State, and I have Bama beating UConn. Still going chalk here. Texas, however, beats Alabama. I think the 3 and D of Alabama falls short against a very feisty Texas team who has... They have players everywhere. They have NBA front court players. They have three guards that are going to be out there. Matthew Coleman, good friend of the show. He's going to be attacking. I think Texas is going to be great. Michigan beats Florida State, however. That's my difference from you there. And then I'm sorry, Drew. I had to knock a one seat out of this side of the bracket. I think Shaka Smart cutting down the nets and going to the Final Four. Texas is my pick to face KU in the Final Four matchup. Drew, your turn to dive into the East. Michigan, it's your bracket. Any numerical upsets in the first round? Yeah, like Dangles, I also am going to go with the Bonnies over LSU, uh, a 9-8 matchup there. I think that's a, a big contrast of styles. LSU likes to run and put points on the board, and St. Bonaventure uh, likes to play defense and, and lock people down. But I do think St. Bonaventure will prevail, and I am. It's going to be trendy. Uh, I'm sure everyone's money is going to be on the Georgetown Hoyas, yeah. but I am going to, I'm going to ride them against Colorado here. I um, couldn't do contrary it. To what I ha- contrary to what I have in the Pac-12 uh, in the West, I don't think Colorado is very good. And uh, I do think Georgetown kind of has that, that old-school Big East kind of match, like uh, a magic t- t- of your boys, you know, GMAC and Syracuse making that run. Or like um, Kemba with UConn, Patrick, you- yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, they just have that matchup, um, and you know, I, I, I do think uh, they got some, they got some, some mojo going on. So I'm taking uh, Georgetown and St. Bonaventure as my first round upsets. Um, moving down the line, uh, of course, I have Michigan advancing the Sweet 16. I have Florida State ending Georgetown's Cinderella run. Um, I do have Texas and Bama. So uh, Schaefer the Sharp is looking chalky here in the Sweet 16 with all top four seeds advancing. Now, listen, I know Michigan's going to get a lot of like, they're going to be the trendy pick to get upset, blah, blah, blah. They're not losing to Florida State. <laughs> they play Florida State a couple There's not. They, they just, like, Florida State won't beat them. That I can guarantee. I don't care who they run out there. Leonard Hamilton's not capable of beating Michigan. They've tried it before. It doesn't work. Um, Texas, Texas will beat Alabama. Thank you. Um, Shaka. Shaka Smart, listen, I mean, literally was on the hot seat. One of the biggest under 
like probably one of the biggest disappointments, kind of like Tom Herman, the football school, the football coach, he sucked. And I kind of gave up on him completely resurgent this year. Very impressed with that team. And uh, really like, obviously they just won the big 12. They play some good defense. I like that team a lot. Good friend of the show. Like you said, Matthew Coleman, what's up, Matt. Um, And so love him. Now here's the thing, Michigan versus Texas in the elite eight. Now I'm going to have a disclaimer on this pick as well, just like you did uh, in your Kansas pick, Tony. If Isaiah livers, homegrown Kalamazoo product grew up about 10 minutes for where I'm speaking to you right now in this moment. If he is ruled healthy and if he is comes back, my Michigan Wolverines will make the final four. However, that is uncertain right now. And my sources tell me, and I'm very close to the program and the university. My sources tell me that is a long shot for him to be coming back this year because he's, because Jawan cares about his players and, and Isaiah will be drafted. He doesn't want to ruin his potential pro career over six games in March Madness tourney. Same thing with Karis Lever. It just happens. So it is with great pain that I will advance Texas into the final four, knowing that if Mr. Livers comes back, we're changing the pick, just like you said, Tony, and knowing that, of course, I have a 40 to one national championship <laughs> ticket on the Michigan Wolverines. So it's kind of the lesser of the receivers. But for now, I will have Texas coming out of the East with you, Tony Squares. Two votes for Texas. I thought I was going to be alone on that one. Two votes for Texas and one on Florida State. That's the left side of the bracket. Right after this break, we're going into the South. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today. And here we are now for the south region of the bracket. That's Baylor's region. They were 22-2 and two this year, 13-1. and one. They are the one seed. In fact, they're the number one three-point shooting team in all of the NCAA, and they force their opponents to turn the ball over on one-fifth of their possessions. It's going to be tough for a team to beat them, and that team is not... Hartford, who dangles, I don't know if you watched Hartford, I know I want to run through these faster, but I just want to say about Hartford, they had about seven players on that team with a debilitating case of facial acne, and I have to say, the line for that game right now is minus 26, and I would say hammer the Baylor, hammer Baylor, (laughs) hammer Baylor, they're going to destroy Hartford, Hartford, thank you for coming, you're out, you're not going to last. Or are they going to pop some pimples? Get out of here, Hartford. That's the 116 matchup. (laughs) Sorry, Hartford, it's over. The 8-9 matchup is UNC, who's 18-10 out of the ACC, led by Leaky Black, and they're the best offensive rebounding team in the nation. They play the number 9 seed, Wisconsin, who are 2-6 in their last 8, but they are a senior-led team. It's going to be a very interesting matchup in the 8-9. The five-seed Villanova lost arguably their best player, Connor Gillespie. They haven't won since. They're coming out of the Big East. They face the 12-seed Winthrop. Winthrop with a guy named Chandler Valdron who leads the nation in triple doubles, and they are 23-1 and overall. Winthrop is out of the Big South. The four-seed Purdue out of the Big Ten have a guy named Trevion Williams. He was the first team in the Big Ten. They were 6-1 and to finish the regular season. They play the 13-seed North Texas out of Conference USA. A, who lost their last four games before winning the tournament and have a lot of injuries heading into this one. The sixth seed, Texas Tech, was 17-10 and 10 in the Big Ten, and uh, they're very small. They're, their center right now is a six foot seven player, and it's going to be interesting because they play the 11-seed Utah State out of the Mountain West Conference, who has a seven foot three guy as their center. An interesting game there. The three-seed Arkansas has a legit NBA player in Moses Moody leaving it, leading it out of the SEC. Moses Moody is 58% shooter on spot-up threes. They face the 14-seed Colgate, who is the number three in the nation in offensive efficiency. They were 14-1, 11 
11 and 1 in the Patriot League, 11th best three-pointing uh, shooting team in the nation. The seven-seed Florida had their all-star player Keontae Johnson collapse in the middle of the court earlier this year. They picked it up and still went 14 and 9 in the SEC. They faced the 10-seed Virginia Tech, who is out of the ACC. And Mike Young, out of all the ACC teams and coaches, Mike Young, the Virginia Tech coach, won Coach of the Year for what he had to deal with with that team. Brought them all the way to a 10 seed. The number two seed is Ohio State out of the Big Ten. They just lost to Illinois in the Big Ten Championship, proving that they deserve the two seed, and they play the 15 seed Oral Roberts, who are 16 and 10 in the Summit, but they score 81.8 points per game, and they have the highest scoring player in the tournament at 24 points a pop. They're going to be tough to beat as a 15 seed. Dangles for the South. Do you have any numerical upsets in the first round? Yeah, I got a few here, Tony. Let's go through them. So I've got Wisconsin beating North Carolina to start out with. Uh, at the nine, that's a nine beating an eight seed. Uh, was, this Wisconsin team played a tough schedule this year. Any schedule in the Big Ten is always going to be tough, uh, but they played a particularly uh, tough schedule this year, and they're they are a battle tested tournament team. So I like them to move on against North Carolina. I also hate North Carolina. Um, uh, okay. Uh, sorry, TJ. Uh, I've also got, uh, and here's the big upset: Winthrop beating Villanova. This Winthrop team is hot. Right now, as you said, Chandler Valdron three del- uh, triple doubles this year leads leads the tournament. They have a, 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 a tough squad that likes to sort of uh, uh, you know uh, score on you in waves, and and they'll just get out in front of you really quickly. I like them a lot. I like them to move on uh, against Villanova. Uh, I have got Virginia Tech the ten seed over Florida the seven seed, uh, and that that's all of the numerical upsets I've got in the first round for the South uh, region. Okie dokie. So you have Baylor versus Wisconsin. Where are you going there? I've got Baylor there. I think it's hard to bet, uh, bet against Baylor in most cases this year. Does Winthrop make the Sweet 16? They do. They beat Purdue. I love, them. I love them going on. I'm picking them. I'm picking them. This is, I'm wow. riding the Cinderella team. You got to have, you got to have a Cinderella. You got to have a yep. Cinderella to move through. I think you got to ride one of these lower seeds because more often than not, it's the way it turns out. So I'm taking Winthrop in this case. Why not Winthrop? All right, you got Texas Tech, who made the Final Four the last time we had an NCAA tournament versus the three-seed Arkansas. I've got Arkansas winning that game. Okay, and then you have Virginia Tech versus Ohio State. Yeah, I've, I've got Ohio State winning that game as, as well. I, I really liked what I saw out of them in the Big Ten tournament. I, and though they lost to Illinois, who is a very, very good team, uh, I still think this they, they've got a lot, to, a lot to prove, and they're always, always tough to beat in the tournament. So you have the one, the two, the three, and the twelve. That's who correct. you got going to the elite eight. Well, I've got Baylor. I've got Baylor heading to the elite eight. The Winthrop's uh, uh, journey finally, uh, finally ends in the Sweet Sixteen. Unfortunately, Baylor heads on to the elite eight. And is it the SEC or the Big Ten? Got to go with the Big Ten. Ohio State here, uh, moving on to the uh, elite eight, and then Ohio State taking over Baylor and going to oh. the Final Four. I know Whoa. Drew's not going to like to hear that, but again, I really enjoyed I really liked what I saw out of this Ohio State team going through the tournament. So I've got Ohio State taking down Baylor in what I think will be a close game heading to the Final Four. Well, let's, uh, let's save Drew's disgust for one more moment as I go through. This is my favorite region. This is the one where I took a bomb, put it in the first round, and just blew the whole thing up. Dangles, I also have Winthrop. Dangles, I also have Wisconsin. Dangles... I also have Utah State because, as I said in my rundown, six foot seven is the tallest player for Texas Tech, and Utah State is huge. They are huge. Height means they are nothing. Giant. New Mexico State has had several like seven seven players over the last couple of years when they've been like a thirteen seed, and it hasn't done anything for them. Height, one big dude, does not make you a good tournament team. Texas Tech is not only small, but they are not deep when it comes to the bench. There's going to be foul trouble in that game. Utah State is a smart, veteran-laden team. I'm going with Utah State for the upset. I'm also going with Virginia Tech to beat Florida Dangles, but hey, we're not done. My favorite upset. I know Drew said just write the three seeds through. Just write them through. They're going to win. They're going to do it. Do you know how bad Arkansas is on defense? And do you know how effing good Colgate is on offense? I said it in the rundown. The number three in all of the NCAA the, uh, in offensive efficiency. They throw it down. Colgate is my big upset in this, and I have the 14 seed going on. That's a lot of upsets. So let me run you through my second round matchup. I have Baylor beating Wisconsin. I have Winthrop beating Purdue. I hate Purdue. 
I really don't like Purdue. I'm surprised they kept the four seed. North Texas is not the team to beat them. I think it's an easy matchup. They never but Purdue, play well in the tournament. Purdue is waiting to lose. So I have Winthrop beating Purdue. I have Colgate beating Utah State, and Colgate's moving to the Sweet 16. And then finally, I have Ohio State beating Virginia Tech. After that, it gets chalky. Baylor and Ohio State defeat the Cinderella's, and then I have Baylor defeating Ohio State because I truly believe Baylor is a contender this year as much as I hate that university. Drew, you've heard our takes. We have an Ohio State Final Four team. We have a Baylor Final Four team. Do you have any numerical upsets in the best region so far? Well, so now I'm going to uh, compliment on both of you guys for not cheating off of me because we, uh, my bracket's kind of a hybrid of what you just said. I will make it three in a row, which means it's an automatic uh, – we should just bet the Bringstruck on Villanova because I also have Winthrop <laughs> advancing, and I also have Utah State advancing. I, that was a great handicap, Tony. The Aggies have been kind to me in tournaments past. They're always just a good tournament team, uh, regardless of the year, um, and I do like them to beat uh, Texas Tech, which just they've lost five games by less than two points this year. Incredible. Yeah. They just cannot close out games. So uh, numerical there, Winthrop, the 12 seed gets through, Tex, uh, Utah State the 11th seed gets through. Um, and I want to talk about Colgate-Arkansas real quick, Tony, because I do have Arkansas advancing. Yeah. However, that is going to be a, a game we're going to talk about on Wednesday because I think that's going to be one of – I see two totals here. Just a quick tease that Purdue-North Texas could be one of the best unders of the tournament, especially in the first yep. half. And I think that Arkansas-Colgate total could be one of the best overs in the tournament. So we'll talk about more – We'll talk more about that on Wednesday. I just want to give a little tease. To the no, people. I like it. It's so, one of my favorite on. first round matchups just to watch as no, a fan. It's, it's, I can't wait. Yeah, it's a great, it's, it's a great matchup. So uh, I have Baylor, uh, Baylor advancing, and I'm going to say it, Winthrop. Do I, honestly, three, all three of us have Winthrop, who's one of the 23 and one. They're a fantastic basketball team. We have them dancing in the Sweet 16. How about that? All three of us have a 12 seed through. Um, I do like Arkansas here to advance the Sweet 16. Uh, their kid Moses is, is he's good. Really he's good. a bucket as he, he's a bucket as the kids say nowadays. Um, he can light it up. And I have the Ohio State fuck eyes. I know we're on an Evergreen podcast, and it's the Cleveland rah 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 rah. <laughs> so I'll put Ohio State in the Sweet 16. There you go. So you have I'm a Baylor company versus man. Winthrop. I'm a company man. Are you are you taking Cinderella past Baylor? I am not. This is where their uh, slipper falls and their pumpkin turns into, or whatever, their ball turns into a pumpkin. I'm not big on cartoons. Um, <laughs> and then um, Arkansas versus Ohio State. Uh, I'm going to ride the Razorbacks here all the way to the lead eight. Wow. I think they're a great offense. I love Muss. Uh, Eric Musselman yep. uh, was on part of my take recently. Great guy. I uh, just like him significantly they better than don't play anything defense. to do with Ohio State. They don't, but here's the thing. Ohio State, they're hot or cold. You saw them, you saw them today yeah. in the tournament, in the Big Ten final. They couldn't make anything in the first half. They come back. They're going to need to put together 40 minutes of good offense. I don't think they're capable of that. And even if they are capable, they have a, they have a tendency to lose close games. The only reason they beat us on Saturday, we didn't get a touch into Mr. Dickinson. I don't want to talk okay, about so it. So you have Baylor so, versus Arkansas. Baylor, Arkansas. Again, I'm looking for I'm looking for a reason not to put Baylor in. I I, I just I, I I don't I don't like this team particularly. Yeah. However, when I when I when I match them up against Arkansas, I think they're going to advance to the Final Four. I really yeah. do. So call me call me chalky. I got Baylor in the Final Four. Me and Drew have very similar Final Fours. It's going to be interesting to see how this last one turns out. Dangles, you are alone on Ohio State. We're going to give our national championship pick at the end of this. But we have one more region to do. It's time to go to the region where my champion's coming from, the Midwest. West, West, West Coast Gamblers. All right, folks, it's the last region to break down the one that's in the bottom right corner of your of your pamphlets that we've handed out. It's the Midwest, and the one seed is Illinois. They're the Big Ten champion. They ran through the whole tournament. Kofi Coburn, which I'm surprised it's pronounced Coburn, but after you see the guy, if he told you his name is pronounced a certain way, you would go, yes, sir, whatever you want, sir. He is a scary-looking <laughs> individual, and I love him to death. <laughs> Can we can we do a spelling bee of how you would spell? Okay, real quick. Tony Cavallo, you're up in the spelling bee. Spell Coburn. Oh, Drew, you want to go? Sure. It's C-O-C-K-B-U-R-N. Correct. I've heard that I've heard that surname pronounced that way before for the record. So this isn't like a first time thing. You have not. I absolutely have. In no. Case this, no. In, in case this man. Who basically no. looks like it looks like that guy from Green Mile if he was skinny. That's who I he is. I used to work with someone whose just, name was that whose, whose name was spelled that way and pronounced that way. 
He's the scariest man in the world. He's the scariest man in the world. Sorry, my last name's sorry, my last name's Cockburn, but call me Coburn. But it's it's Cockburn, so that's fine. They are the one seed, clearly respected by Schaefer the Sharp. They play 16 Drexel out of the Colonial. The 8-9 matchup is arguably my favorite first-round matchup in the whole tournament. Loyola Chicago, the MVC champ, 50% field goal percentage from this team. I love them. They're the 8 seed. They play the 9 seed, Josh Pastner, who's won six straight heading into the tournament. They are the ACC champion. They have the ACC player of the year. They have the ACC defensive player of the year, and they're the 9 seed, Georgia Tech. The 5-seed Tennessee is 18-8. and eight. They were a preseason top 15. They have three NBA prospects, but they're 8-7 and seven in their last 15 games. They play the 12-seed Oregon State, who were not in the tournament at all. They pulled to Georgetown and won their tournament. They won their conference tournament. They stole a bid, and they are the 12-seed for their troubles. The 4-seed Oklahoma State has the number one NBA prospect, according to all experts, Cade Cunningham. Big 12 player of the year has the 4-seed facing the 13-seed Liberty. If you watch any of the uh, uh, NCAA breakdown channels on ESPN or CBS, Liberty was the most popular pick to defeat Oklahoma State. They are 15-1 in their last 16 games. The 6-seed San Diego State out of the Mountain West Conference. They're 23-4 and and 14 wins to close the season. They play who, Dangles? Who do they play? Who do they play as the 11 seed? Oh, baby, the Syracuse Orange. Let's Your go. Syracuse Orange. Go, Orange, go. Buddy Beheim, 30 points in the tournament after losing to a Virginia last-second three. They had COVID anyway. It shouldn't have counted. The 2-3 zone is back in the 11 seed. The three seed West Virginia, Bob Huggins out of the Big 12. They're a high offensive efficiency team, not the normal pack line defense team that Bob Huggins is known for. They play the 14 seed Moorhead State, who has lost only one game since December 21st. The seven seed Clemson out of the ACC. They're a tough defense with a slow place, but they lost to Miami in the tournament. They play the 10 seed Rutgers out of the Big 10, who are bad shooters, but a very fun guard team it's going to be an interesting matchup to see who loses to the number two seed houston 23 and 3 out of the aac they're the only team in the conference tournament top 10 in offense and in defense they have a guy named quentin grimes who's getting comparisons to clay thompson for his shooting ability and they play the 15 seed cleveland state who is all about the defense and the seniors out of the horizon league dangles our last region our last bracket do you have any numerical upsets in the first round guys did you know that there has been at least one at least one 13 over four upset in seven of the last NCAA turn or seven of the last 10 NCAA tournaments seven of the last 10 I've already picked one this tournament with Ohio beating Virginia in the west bracket but I'm going to do it again here in the midwest bracket I've got Liberty beating this Oklahoma State team I don't know. I don't know what it is about the Flames. They come in. I mean, maybe it's the name. They come into the. They come into the postseason hot. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm picking the Flames to beat Oklahoma State and the cow. Uh, the Cowpokes uh, and that 13-4 seed. I've also and the Cowpokes. I've also. I've also got the Syracuse Orange. Over oh, absolutely. San Diego State. It's a guarantee, as you would say, Tony, an upset right there. Look, this Syracuse team is feisty when it gets into the tournament. It's one thing I know. It's that a lot of these teams who don't see the kind of 2-3 zone that they run all year long get a little bit bamboozled when they do start to see it. The length of it, the number of tips, the way that the passing game gets disrupted. It's not something that you're used to seeing. And even other teams that run 2-3 don't run it the same way that Jim Beheim runs his. I love this Syracuse upset. Set the the eleven over the six. Uh, and you know I've also what the got... best part of a Syracuse upset is Dangles. How angry it makes every other college basketball. Oh my basketball god! Fan. And, and every every pundit, every I just you know it makes Gottlieb, Doug Gottlieb fume, which is really all I care about because I just want to see best. him sob every day for the rest of the uh, of his life. Uh, Dangles, you got then, any more numerical upsets in this yeah, first round? I've got one more. I've got Rutgers upsetting Clemson. That's a ten over a seven. Okay, so that means you have Illinois versus Loyola, Chicago. Who you got winning that one? Oh, you know what, Tony? I missed one of my numerical upsets there. I do have Georgia Tech over Loyola, Chicago. Though Loyola, Chicago, and Sister Jean do have that tournament experience, uh, Georgia Tech beating Florida State is a big deal to go on to the uh, to go on to to win the ACC title. So I've got I, I did have uh, Georgia Tech. Sister Jean sucks. <laughs> well, Sister oh Jean. man! Oh wow! That's. Okay, you guys are just just racking up some terrible karma. Sorry, I'll do I'll do an our father before I go to bed tonight. No, Who do please, you have winning? Please do. I've got Illinois moving on in that game. 
Uh, and then moving down, I've got Tennessee beating Liberty in the the round of uh, 32 to move on to the Sweet 16. And, and then, then Huggins versus uh, Bayheim. Uh, Huggins versus Bayheim, and I have to roll with my orange here. I have to roll with the orange here again. Oh, wow. We get feisty in the tournament. It's not the first time we'd have a low seed and roll through. I think we what was what were we the year that we made the final four with Malachi Richardson? Were we were a nine right, or an dang. eleven. I can't remember. The point All right, is, dang, let's keep it moving. The point. The point is, I'm moving. Them all on. non-Syracuse people have turned us off. That's not true at all. I think there are a lot of people who like the Syracuse team to be feisty. And then I've got uh, Houston beating Rutgers to move on. Okay, so you have Illinois, Tennessee. Yeah, correct. And Illinois moves on in that game. And then I've got Houston ending the uh, Syracuse Cinderella run, heading into the Elite Eight. Do you have Houston beating Illinois? I do not. Illinois is into the Final Four. I love this team. Uh, Batman, aka Io Desuwu, is is sort of the you know is the igniter awesome. for everybody else. He's a great player. Uh, I, again, I, I watched a lot of the Big Ten tournament. I really enjoyed what I what I saw out of that squad. Uh, and as you mentioned, Kofi Coburn is 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 an excellent big man. I think this this team has only upside going in, and I love them to make it to the Final Four. Dangles, do you remember a Louisville team of a few years back where they had a man named Montrez Harrell on it? Sure, of course. And how scary of an individual that man was? Sure, of course. And how you could not comprehend how this guy's in college and he's playing guys like, I don't know, Buddy Bayheim and his scraggly-looking ass. <laughs> Tyler <laughs> yeah, Lydon is supposed right. to cover Montrez Harrell. Mm-hmm. That's what Kofi Coburn yeah. is in this bracket and in this tournament. I have the one seed Illinois beating Drexel. The only upsets I have in the first round are Georgia Tech. I think it's a very hot team. And, of course, I'm going to take Syracuse to beat San Diego State. In the second round, I have Illinois beating Georgia Tech. I have OK State beating Tennessee. I think Cade Cunningham's the real deal, and I think that team, they're a lot like Arkansas. They don't play defense, but they can score in bunches. I think they do enough to beat Tennessee. I have Huggins beating Cues as uh, unlike Dangles. I just think West Virginia has the better athletes. I still have Clemson beating Rutgers. I also have them beating Houston. I don't know why. I really don't like Houston. I think they're a smoke and mirrors team, and I think they have an easy schedule ahead of them. Clemson is the first team of athletes that they're going to play, and I think Clemson beats them. West Virginia takes away Clemson's bid at the Elite Eight to face Illinois, who Illinois beats Cade Cunningham in Oklahoma State. Illinois is going to cut down the nets, however, in the Midwest region and beat West Virginia pretty handedly. I truthfully will be taking uh, Illinois spread throughout this whole entire tournament. I think they have the easiest bracket out of all the one seeds to run through. Drewby, what do you have? Any opening round upsets? Yes, sir. So I have uh, I have Georgia Tech beating uh, Jean Dolores Schmidt. And by the way, I didn't mean to say Sister Jean sucks. She's going to celebrate her 102nd birthday here on August 21st. So I want to make sure she's living her best life before she goes home to the Lord. Um, my second numerical upset, and this one's kind of funny. I don't know much about Clemson. I watch Rutgers play. Rutgers is really streaky. Uh, and I just like him their first their first time in the dance. I like him to get a first round win. So my only numerical upsets here are Georgia Tech as the nine and Rutgers as the ten. And uh, let's move forward. I have Illinois advancing. Oh, hold on, time out. And uh, I have you're telling me you don't have Syracuse advancing out of the first round. I do not. I was just making sure, just making sure we remember who the uh, naysayer was. Keep going. Yes. Um, no chance. By the way. Um, <clears throat> so. I have Illinois advancing in the Sweet 16. And listen, I get your Liberty pick dangles. I do, and they're good. And, and you very well might be right, but what you're forgetting is Oklahoma State has the number one overall pick in Cade Cunningham. I'm always going to take the best player on the court to win that first-round matchup. So I'm taking OK State to advance past Tennessee to the Sweet 16. Um, I have West Virginia beating San Diego State, and I have Houston begrudgingly don't like Houston at all. I have them advancing the Sweet 16. Okay. Moving forward, Illinois in the Elite Eight. Uh, to play West Virginia, I think Houston's right for an upset. I think uh, the Huggy, the Huggy Bear, gets it done, gets back to the lead eight, and uh, advancing the Final Four. I gotta have a Big Ten team in here, um, and it's gonna be Illinois. I have Illinois advancing out of the Midwest bracket. They're Can too I just good. say you dress for the job you want, right? A guy who wears a fucking tracksuit every single game on the sideline is never gonna win a national championship. Fuck Bob Huggins and fuck West Virginia. He's awesome. How could you say you just got mad at us for saying fuck Sister Jean? What's wrong with Bob Huggins? And you talked about Syracuse for five goddamn minutes. Because Sister Jean has devoted her entire life to people less fortunate than her, and Bob Huggins has devoted his entire life to being a tracksuit wearing shitbag. When was the last time you think Bob Huggins went to mass? 
I oh, don't man. really I don't really care. <laughs> I don't really care. Probably I'm knowing knowing what Morgantown is probably last Sunday. Dangles, let's go to your final four. We need a national champion out of you before we close out this show. Again, we're going to be giving lines, overs, futures, all the research bets next week, either on Wednesday or Thursday when we come out with our 47 million people are going to make a bet and we're going to make you money show next week on the West Coast Gamblers. But just for this, Dangles, you have Gonzaga, Florida State, Illinois, and Ohio State. So Gonzaga versus Florida State, who do you have winning? I've got Gonzaga heading to the national championship game once again for the first time in, I believe, three years. And then a rematch of this uh, championship that just was played, Ohio State and Illinois. Who you got? This time, uh, Illinois wins again heading to the national championship game to take on Gonzaga. And then the championship, Illinois versus Gonzaga. Who you got? Is it, is it time? Is it Mark Few's time? It's not Mark Few's time. I, I don't think, unfortunately. Illinois cuts down the nets in uh, in Indianapolis at Lucas Oil Stadium. They are your national champions for their first time in school history. The Illini bring a championship home to Urbana-Champaign. I have it as well. I have Illinois winning as well. This might be recency bias with what we just saw this past weekend, but my God, there was not a better-looking team than this Illini team. I have uh, Kansas versus Texas on one side, and I have Texas winning that matchup. Shocker Smart going to the national championship. Baylor versus Illinois, and I have Illinois beating Baylor. I just think they're the stronger team. And then Illinois takes care of business against Texas. That is my final four and national champion. That's two votes for Illinois. Drew, you also have Illinois in your final four. Where are you going, my friend? Oh, I, well, sh- guys, I should say, I- you have uh, Gonzaga versus Texas, and then you have Illinois versus Baylor. Very similar to mine. Well, just a fun fact about one and two seeds. So there's been at least one or two one seeds. 80% of the last 35 tournaments, one or two one seeds have been in the final four. 10 out of the last 13 national championships have been won by one seed. So I was trying to get at least two. I snuck three in. So I have Zag advancing the national championship over Texas. And I have Illinois, who I do think is a better team uh, over anybody in the South, but this specifically Baylor. So I have Illinois and Zaga. The same matchup as Dangles. And would you believe in the first inaugural, one of many, we hope, inaugural bracket reveal for the West Coast Gamblers, is it possible? Is it feasible to have three of us on the same national champion? Does this this mean that they're going to lose in the first round? No, it does not. I think it's time to make financial plans. And I'm going to explain to you why it's better to roll over Moneyline Parlay as opposed to taking a future ticket. But yes, I have the fight in the line. I led by Kofi Coburn, whose first name spelled backwards is Ifak. <laughs> and he is from Kingston, Jamaica. And if he was around during the Cool Runnings era, they would have won the goddamn gold medal in the bobsled team. I'll tell you that. Kofi Coburn, Illinois, national champs, the Illini. So, so all three of us, have Illinois pick to win it all. We so did not dis- I can't we believe did it. We did not discuss this in advance either. This was no. we, Shave we the all shark. did our own we did all did our own brackets. Shave the shark. This, this is, is this the is perfect alarming. way this is the perfect way to lead into this question then. All three of us picked Illinois to win. They right now are plus 700 on the sports book to be the national championship. Plus 700, a 7 to 1 bet. So what you're telling me is as Tony Square should do is I should go put money on Illinois to win it all plus 700, correct? I'm not telling you that, Tony. I am telling you to do a mechanical parlay, which means say you take a unit. It can be $10. It can be $100. It doesn't matter. It's one unit. You could take that unit and you could bet Illinois at plus 700 to win seven times your money. Seems fair, right? Yep. What you could do here is take Illinois and you bet them on the money line and any earnings you get on that money line victory, you roll them over to the next round. Now, as a one seed, you're obviously going to get $0 from the 16 game. Right. You might get a couple bucks from the second round game, but come sweet, come sweet 16 time, there might be minus 200. You, you pick up 50 bucks, it's 150. You roll it over. By the time you get to the national championship, especially if they're playing in, especially if they're underdogs against Gonzaga, that seven to one, that seven to one bet is going to turn more into a 14 to one bet if they win. And here's the kicker. You can actually take your investment out if you get that far. So mechanical parlay, money line rollover. Don't take future bets. Take the money line if you like a team and just keep rolling it over every game. That's Shape amazing. The shark. So game we're, we got a couple of big picks here. We're all on UC Santa Barbara to beat Creighton. We're all on Winthrop to make the Sweet 16. And we are all on the University of Illinois to win the whole goddamn thing. And that's it. 
That's it for our show. That's it for Bracketology. That's it for Selection Sunday. It's time for March Madness. We'll be back next week with a full slate of picks for you guys to make. We're going to be laying down the law this week. This week, we're going to be laying down the law in just a few days, right before the tournament starts, to give you all of our futures, all of our bets, all of our overs. For Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, for Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crooks, and my name is Tony Cavallo. This is the West Coast Gamblers, proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. And again, thank you, Trevor Penn, for the outro song. And like Kofi Coburn would say, ram it. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Get ready, race fans, because the ultimate NASCAR experience is about to hit the airwaves. Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of NASCAR racing. Join us each week as we bring you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, team members, and industry insiders. So whether you're a fan of super speedways, short ovals, or road racing, or you've just watched Talladega Nights, Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting for. Get ready to fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get ready to join us. Launching in the fall on Evergreen Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at pitpass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast.